You've heard of there being too many cooks in the kitchen, but have you ever heard of there not being just enough staff in the restaurant? Mm, I'd maybe have to clean up that to make it a cute, kitschy phrase. But today, I want to tell you a story of a time when I was a waitress in college and the lessons it taught me about entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Isabel Sanchez Castaneda, or you may know me as Isa, and this is my podcast documenting the process of becoming the entrepreneur I know I can be and building the business that I love. So thank you so much for being here. And yes, we're going to take it back to before I ever thought of being an entrepreneur, before I knew that this was the path I was going to take. I was in college and for two-ish, almost three years, I was working in a restaurant in the local area. And I um, started as a busser. I moved up to being a waitress. I was working there a ton, especially on weekends and doing doubles and all this stuff. But actually, this story has very little to do with me and has a lot more to do with the business owner, the restaurant owner of this place. And I want to preface everything with this is not me speaking ill. This is not me throwing shade. Um, I really just gained a lot of valuable insight about business ownership. And I didn't even realize it at the time because of observing his behavior as a restaurant owner. And I will also give another preface that thankfully this restaurant did make it through COVID. I know that the same cannot be said for a lot of places, so I do wish them the best. I'm still not going to say the name on here just in case people feel some type of way. Um, But I was there for, um, like I mentioned, two to three years, and this restaurant owner was early on in the process. And so um, restaurants you have to be very selective about what you spend on. It can be um, very expensive to run a restaurant, all of those things. So we kept all those things in mind. And um, they were successful because this chef, this restaurant owner had been a head chef elsewhere and had really gained a following. And he was incredible at his job. Um, I'm assuming still is. And was able to gain a lot of interest from the community, gain a lot of people coming to see him and get his food specifically and the recipes that he had, all these things. So he built this business with so much passion and so much love. And he took on the role of obviously the business owner and the head chef. And those were his zones of genius, especially the head chef portion. And he was really trying to step into his zone of genius as the restaurant owner. But um, because of a lot of different reasons, and some of which we'll get into, he was not only being the head chef, which included, you know, setting the specials, setting the menu, making sure that the um, kitchen was prepped for everything that needed to happen, making sure that ingredients were ready, and also being the business owner, you know how it goes, paying the bills, making sure that the lights stay on, making sure that the staff is um, ready for the kitchen, all of this stuff. He was also acting as the manager for the front of the house, meaning that he was in charge of how things were going to be run with the um, staff like waitresses, uh, waiters, food runners, bussers, hostesses, all of these things. He was the one in charge of all of that, which included scheduling, which included training, which included, you know, health code compliance, all this stuff. And then because of just the nature again of sometimes the week um, and not having a manager there, he would step in and be a food runner 
or he would step in and be a waiter, a server, or he would sometimes really get involved with how the tables were going to be set up and take over the role of host. And even sometimes in the middle of the night, he would come up to the host stand and have to check on it, all of these things. So he had such extensive experience in the restaurant industry from many, many years of working his way through. He had seen every single one of those roles and was very skilled at every single one of those roles, right? He knew what it took to um, arrange tables in a way that made sense. He knew what it meant to be a great server. He knew what it meant to be a great food runner. He had experience with uh, front of the house staffing, and so he could be a good manager. He obviously, his zone of genius was being a head chef, and he was taking on this role of restaurant owner. But he was trying to do every single one of those things at once. He had all of those plates spinning in the air. And it was working until, as you can probably guess, until it wasn't. And it was something that he got praised for, for running a lean business, for having a restaurant that was very, um, you know, cost efficient, for having a restaurant that people really cared about and loved. And people at first loved the fact that he was so involved, even in the tiniest details of hosting and serving and all these things. But I can tell you that once it stopped flowing and once there were bottlenecks at different places all the time, it became very difficult. And all of that praise, what was that for if the systems were not systeming, like the systems were inefficient? Um, and so as big roles like manager, not having that really taken care of by another person really affected us as staff. Um, there were just a lot of things, again, that started falling through the cracks. So while he was incredibly capable of doing those roles individually and maybe doing two or three of those roles at a time, when he was trying to take on six, seven, eight, nine roles on top of being a father, on top of having a family, on top of being head of household in that way, um, it got messy. And so while his spinning of plates was very impressive, it's only impressive as long as you don't drop plates. And I don't want this to sound like I'm saying we can never drop the ball. We can never drop plates. Sometimes we have to make a choice of saying which one will we let go of, all these things. But he never made that choice. It was kind of made for him because of trying to take on so many different roles. Now, I said uh, I would kind of dive into reasons why. And I won't air out any internal staff drama, but there was a lot of mistrust. There was a lot of um, situations where he did not believe that anyone could do the roles in the way that he could. It was a big um, thing that like he didn't believe that anyone could do those roles as good as he could. He didn't believe that people would put in as much work or include as many details as he would. And there was this big um, energy around, you know, I, you know, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Or if I don't do it, no one's going to do it the way I would. And this is one of the first big lessons that stood out to me was this notion that if he believed that he was the absolute best at what he was doing and that no one else could match up, he was actually doing the complete opposite. Because while he was the best at what he did in each individual role, he was now suddenly not the best because he was doing all of the roles. And so it was, um, it ended up kind of biting him in the butt after. 
And I hear that today so often, but I'll, I'll get into that in a second. The second thing is that there was this notion of not being able to delegate or not being able to um, share the different roles and have someone help him because of the cost associated and how expensive it would be to hire more people or how expensive it would be to take on a manager or all of these things. And while I 1000% respect and honor that, the fact that um, we are really concerned with having lean businesses and especially if you run something like a restaurant or a in-person like brick and mortar that has so much overhead cost i feel that i understand but what ultimately ended up happening was that he was putting himself at risk for more expenses and potential damage to reputation potential damage to just the flow of things because without a manager staff turnover was incredibly high. Without efficient processes in front of the house, client experience was not great. If things fell apart in the kitchen and there wasn't enough inventory, that also affected client experience. It affected the jobs of every other chef in the kitchen. If there, if anything fell through, it ultimately was impacting the business long run. And it got to a point where a lot of things were falling through. And so it's that of even of learning to really look at investments and really look at things that we do um, and asking ourselves, you know, it might look really expensive right here and right now, but what other costs are, am I incurring that I don't even realize because I am not paying attention to how expensive it is for things to fall through or how expensive it is for me not to have an incredible client experience and then my clients not being satisfied and maybe not returning or maybe not referring me, things like that. So those are two really major lessons um, I learned with him in in that area. And just again, really emphasizing that it is super easy to tell ourselves that we know how to do it all, that we can do it all, that we can do all of these roles to the best of our ability. But there comes a time where we cannot, we just simply cannot do everything ourselves. We cannot wear every single hat in our business. We cannot spin every single plate. They will start falling and it's only impressive until it stops working. And so in this time, especially for a lot of women and women that I work with, hearing us really say like, oh, I can't ask for help because no one's going to do it the way that I do it. Or I don't believe that anyone cares about my business as much as I care about it. No one shares my vision. All of these things is really um, sabotaging us in the long run. Our collective, and I really am speaking with right there with you, our inability to ask for help to tell the people around us like, no, I need help. I need someone to delegate this to. I need someone to see this through for me so that I can be in my zone of genius is holding a lot of us back. And I think that we should explore that more. Um, I was saying when I brought that up, like I hear that all the time. um, And I think, you know, we can get into a whole gender studies aspect of why I think it's a lot more prevalent for women. Um, But it's just tough to know that we could be thriving so much more if we were able to freely ask for help and to freely want to delegate and to freely be able to say, um, I can't handle every single role and I don't want to. I'm sure that this restaurant owner did not want to be in every single one of these roles. It was a lot of 
um, fear and lack of trust that, that I'm sure for good reason he had. I'm not saying that it's just this limiting belief and that he should have gotten over it, but the fear and inability to fully trust in other people to see his vision really held him back from being able to delegate those things and have an even stronger and better presence as a restaurant. And the other aspect of the cost aspect, that is fearful. That is something that is very um, hard to swallow. The idea that um, us hiring out could be more beneficial than us trying to DIY and cut costs and all these different things. And um, it's scary to maybe take your the money you've been saving and, and invest in a professional or invest in a, an assistant or invest in some sort of person that can take something off your shoulders. And so um, if we learn from this experience and really choose to see that we don't have to be the same as that restaurant owner, I don't have to be as the, the same as that restaurant owner, you don't have to, you can delegate, you can um, choose to ask for help, I think that we can really um, all gain something from it. So I was really reflecting back on that as, again, as I saw and had a lot of conversations with people saying that they were really tired of acting as everyone. Um, and that phrase, like too many cooks in the kitchen, but actually flipping it completely and saying not enough staff in the restaurant. Like there's not, there's literally not enough people here to get us through the night. Um, and maybe you are working in the restaurant industry right now, or you're, you've just been going out to eat. And I can tell you a lot of restaurants are going through that, um, understaffed due to COVID, um, and also due to a lot of different um, unfair labor practices, an episode for another day. Um, I'm sure a lot more restaurants are going through this right now. But let's not take that into our businesses. Whenever we can avoid it, whenever we can ask for help, whenever we can choose to delegate in some way, shape, or form, let's practice trusting. Let's practice taking um, taking help accepting help, asking for it, um, and sitting with it a little bit uh, in whatever way. So if, if you are not ready to take on a staff member or a team member, which I'm not, um, I'm right there with you. Maybe it's hiring an expert for a VIP day or it's subcontracting a specific project. Maybe it's only taking one element of your marketing and having someone manage that rather than having a full-blown marketing manager. Maybe it's having someone help you set up your systems in Dubsado or your CRM so that that can run smoothly and that system can kind of be like a um, another person to take a role on. Um, maybe it's hiring someone to just finally dig you out of that email hellhole that you're in, um, like a virtual assistant or some way. Um, and then also trying to condense that so that... Um, the people you are hiring, you can be selective with and, and trust that they see your vision and see um, see and take your business as seriously and as passionately as you do. Um, so I hope you enjoyed my, my very long story of the business owner um, that I worked with, the restaurant owner I worked with for a long time. Um, again, the food was so good, but sometimes the in-house organization was lackluster. Um, if you want to hear like specific messy stories about um, nights that I was working there serving and some patrons, um, I will not put those out for the whole internet to hear. But 
DM me and I might tell you a good story. Um, and I would absolutely love that because I love reminiscing on those days. And you can DM me at Issa Media Inc. on Instagram, or you can send me an email at Isabella or Isabella at isamediainc.com. And I do really hope to hear from you soon. I, again, will be dropping um, more information about an upcoming service. You can see all of that in my Instagram. Um, and eventually I'll be talking about it here. So thank you so, so, so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.